0: I remember when I was in my twenties, I, uh, other writers who were in their twenties, and I wasn't writing then. I remember reading it, going, "Wow, that's amazing! What a turn of phrase! And oh, that's so, that's so beautifully written! That's how did how you even do that?" And I didn't I didn't start writing till I was in my late thirties. But I, I almost feel like to to be a writer, you, you're not you. you you almost can't call yourself a writer. You just gotta be. You've got to be more of a, li- a liver, not as in the organ, and not as in the piano. To be a writer, you just have to exist. <laughs> just exist for a long time. For me, writing came about not because I was good at it, but just through existing and just see- seeing things happen and seeing seeing life happen. Um, uh, yeah, I'm. St- I'm still not a fancy writer, and a lot of people say that my stuff's blunt. And I I love blunt writing. I love, I love when something's just said straight, and it's not hiding behind fancy stuff. There's a, a straight up truth. Just here, here you go. Here's the truth. There's no 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 fancy bullshit. I I yeah. That's that's what that's what I, what I like in writing. But I know that yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of writing that's done to almost impress other writers. And that's, that's fine as well. It's not my thing. But yeah, writing came to me not because I was practicing writing but because I was existing through life. I feel like just through just patience, well, I was never being patient to become a writer but just through existing and and living, and all of a sudden I felt like I was handed the the keys to write because I'd seen enough weird shit happen and all of a sudden writing was just a means to an end it wasn't the the thing by the time i was sort of 35 36 37 all of a sudden i felt like i didn't understand i, I always didn't I always felt like i didn't understand culture but i even more so like it's like oh my god i'm not what is this place <laughs> what is this stupid place cuz yeah i feel like you're sold to a lot between kind of eighteen and thirty-five, everything's trying to sell you something because to try and you got to you know your disposable income. To a lot of it to a lot of to that sort of age, you're more likely to just buy random shit. Try to work you're still trying to work out who you are. So you maybe if I buy that, I become this person or that person. I don't know. There's a bit of that going on. Yeah, I was late thirties and I felt like I'd I'd reached the. The edge of culture uh, maybe that was kind of an arrogant feeling but I felt like I'd, I'd seen all the, the classic movies I'd seen then the, I'd, I'd read a whole lot of books and I know that books have and movies can take on a, or art can take on a whole new different meaning when you re-watch them years later because you're bringing your life to them because art is isn't just a one-way um, transaction. It's not just a being told to it's a, it 's a is a weird collaboration between artist and audience, but I did I felt like that that 's the end of it now you 've got to create your own stuff you 've got to keep building the bridge but you've you, yeah I have to build the bridge now i can 't i can 't just rely on other people 's old stuff that i'd the same old formulas and the same old you have to yeah it was a it was a, sort of an exciting because I was getting into Alan Watts at the time, and and probably disappearing at my ass with what's reality, and I, I still love disappearing at my ass with what what is this? It's, it's a lot of fun. It doesn't solve a, a, a thing, <laughs> but it's so fun. Um, but yeah, the, the first poem that I proper poem I wrote was about. Sort of re- reaching the edge of myself and that I was ready to take the leap. Leaning over the crumbling edges of myself, I'm ready to take the leap. Yeah, it is kind of building your own world from beyond, from, for me, from my late, from mid to late 30s, is like, yeah, building, building my own stupid little world and, and feeling, yeah, de- de- definitely feeling not, not part of the world anymore. But at that age, I started having ideas that I felt were finally my own. It was like, oh, this is, I've seen enough life and I've seen the bullshit repetition of stuff enough. And now I'm starting to come up with my own ideas. Because I remember a lecturer telling me in my early 20s, one of my assignments was, in her words, pseudo-philosophical waffle. I kind of loved that. I still do. I remember it. Uh, maybe I'll call my next book Pseudo-Philosophical Waffle, just like whatever my, what my poetry really is. Like, it, yeah, that's what it is. I found recently, now I'm, what, I'm 47 or something, I'm collaborating with myself a lot, so I'm collaborating with my 37-year-old self that started writing. So almost, I love how... These old ideas that were half-baked, or they—they they often say that um, a poem isn't finished; it's it's abandoned. So I feel like all these abandoned ideas I've had, um, now I've, I'll they'll just resurface in my head, and I'll look at them again, and I'll add something to it, and it finally sort of lifts it from the original idea that I had. So I'm collaborating with myself just simply by making art over decades, just go back and look at old stuff. And all of a sudden, this just... Yeah, this week, I feel like I've just had a, a massive amount of good stuff happen, but most of those were old ideas that I just brought something new to. Which sort of also trips me out, because I heard Martin Scorsese said recently that he was talking about Karosawa, that's his uh, filmmaker's name, who did... The Magnificent Seven, I think it was. I could be wrong on that. But a film from the 50s or 60s. And he said, Karasawa said, now I'm 80, well, or however old he was at the time. He's about to die. I finally see the opportunity and the and the potential of cinema. And now it's too late. And Scorsese, Martin Scorsese, the famous American film director, said, um, just this week, now I know what he meant. Because he's, like, not far from leaving this world. Yeah, (laughs) and it's like, oh, no. So um, I'm looking back at all these old ideas and thinking, ah, that can be improved and that can be improved. And I feel like if, yeah, if a poem's only never finished but abandoned, I feel like at some point whenever I'm going to leave this world, I'll just be abandoning them, not finishing them. So you can never really finish a bit of art or poem. And in a way, it's a waste of time. I I love the idea that um, art is a waste of time. I I love the idea that also that why, if you write one book, why do you need to write another one and another one? What's the point? I remember Billy Collins, poet, said, poetry begets the writing of more poetry. It's almost like a disease. Um, And in a way... It's poetry sometimes can feel like viewing life through a, a... just almost like holding life at an arm's length or an arm's distance. It, it, although it also feels like it's examining it more beautifully and seeing the beauty of it. It's like, I feel like sometimes writing poetry is like holding up a phone to a sunset. And in a way, yeah, creativity is... It becomes this weird addiction. It's like, why can't I just... just exist and live life I love people who are, are po- like it's a cliche to say you know you read a love poem and, and the love poem will say you are the poem it's such a, a bullshit cliche it's true but it's beautiful though but I've met a, only a, a tiny handful of people maybe one or two people who are actually poems in real life and they can't be bothered they self express in, in a, you know you know other ways, gardening and building stuff and living in the country and not giving a shit about all this stuff in the city. Also, this this podcast episode seems like it's just going random in any old direction. I don't really know where it's going. And I thought I'd quickly say, I, I fucking love making these podcasts. Like, it's weird because I put the least effort into these things of all the things I do like I, I'd st- I started planning them and now I just talk shit and to see what happens but I, I, <laughs> I fucking I weirdly love it I love I love that I've collected all these stupid thoughts that I've had even though they, they often overlap and sometimes are a little bit repetitive here and there um but it's my yeah podcast is my is my favorite thing they say that I remember thinking about finding your voice and your voice is actually your speaking voice (laughs) so I I yeah I feel like um I I feel like it's a it like I'm 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 as close to as a version of me as possible just by talking and and in a way it's my in a way it's my yeah it's weird like I I can write stuff but I still feel like writing words is still a fair distance away from my stupid brain and how I think but I I guess it's the reason why I love listening to other people talk shit is because I I feel like something something silent comes through their voice that yeah you can understand them better for some reason I don't know when I scroll through all the stuff I've written on Instagram versus scrolling through all the episodes i've made on Spotify or Apple or whatever you want to call it um i I have a sense of i have a really, I have a really if it if for some reason I get a a, a good feeling about see, seeing all those weird um recordings that I've done uh, more so than seeing all the stuff I've written. Um, on Instagram. It's, yeah, it's, it's... Like, on the weekends, I, I, love, I love football, um, but I never watch it on TV. I always listen to it on the radio, and for some reason, there's something really beautiful about radio. I love how it's a technology that's quite old, not as ancient as paperback book technology, which I love as well, but, yeah, radio and paperback book, for some reason... They go they go so well together as well but um yeah this is i guess this is as, as close yeah it feels just as good as um publishing